I want people to understand that old isn't always bad and new isn't always better. A lot of times when we design buildings, we want everything new. Like even when we renovate our home, we want something new. Taylor Staten owns and runs TNS Studio, an architecture firm in the south side of Chicago. She's someone I've wanted to connect with for quite some time now. A friend of mine pointed her out to me and I've been following her on social media. She speaks up, she speaks out, but most importantly, she speaks in. Through TNS Studio, she mentors young black teenagers in her neighborhood around the possibilities that a career in architecture and design could hold for them. In our conversation, she shares her passion for sustainability and how she is taking action to help create the world around her that she wants to see. She's the living, breathing example of this famous and modified quote, ask not what your community can do for you, but what you can do for your community. When you Google Taylor Staten, um, there's a lot of things going on. You're, you're a super active person, and I'm very curious about that. Can you just tell me a little bit about your involvement in your community? Um, like, what motivates you to have such a high degree of, of civic duty? Oh, that's a, that's a big one. First of all, thank you. I mean, I don't, I don't know the last time I Googled myself, so I don't know what's up there. Um, <laughs> but I... I tell people that I feel like it's my job to to fix something that's broken, even though I'm not I may not you know have anything to do with the reason why it's broken. I just I feel like something's broken and, and I need to fix it or at least, you know, put effort into finding a solution. And, and when I say fix it and finding the solution, of course, I'm talking about you know, the built environment of what I call the hood. So all the, you know, the black neighborhoods on the South side of Chicago that look completely different from, you know, the North side. So I can remember um, even in high school, like I wrote an essay for a scholarship and it was about how I saw my community um, and, and how the difference I knew, you know, versus my community. And then when we drove somewhere else, I'm like, well, wh- why are these different? So I had understood place like from the big scale, which is it's kind of like the planning or master planning kind of perspective versus architecture. But but yeah, that's that's where my place, you know, making started. I, I don't know why I just felt like I need to put that on my shoulders. <laughs> but I mean, it's something that I am I'm passionate about and uh, equally passionate about um, letting black students know that architecture is is an option for them. So so like I said, the only reason I found out what architecture was is because my mom told me to kind of figure it out. And Google mm. just was like, ah, oh, here you go. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> other kids may not have that. They don't ha- they may not have parents that are like help trying to help them figure it out. I mean, they might have parents that are in survival mode and I get that. But I want to be um, the reason that, that that their eyes at least open to to being a designer. So maybe they won't, you know, I'm not trying to change every every black kid from the South Side and make them architects, but, but help them understand that design is an option. So a lot of what I do is, is either, you know, saving an old building or, you know, kind of opening 
the opportunities or you know their world for some some young kid to to see like hey here's a black lady that's an architect I see this I know one personally this is you know something I could do right and when you say here's a black lady that's an architect let's be specific about how rare that exactly is right now I mean what's the numbers right now I think so there's a project um uh, my friend Tierra Hughes is she started like the first 500. That was a project, like the first 500 black women architects. And I think we're at like 520 now. But at one point, you know, there were less than 500 black women architects. Oh, and, and to give you an idea, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know, but there's like 120, 110,000 architects in the country. And, you know, if we can't even get a thousand of them as, as black women, you know, that's it's kind of like, wow, okay. Yeah, less than a half of 1% right now. It's Yeah. It has to be one of the most underrepresented professions in the country. I mean, it's it has to be. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's, it's just because a lot of black people don't know that architecture is an option or they it's just not something that we're familiar with. You know, everyone knows doctors, lawyers and you know, like those type of adjacents, but no one, you know, talks about design related fields. So. Right. Right. I'm I'm still I'm so impressed with, you know, the level of responsibility that you feel and and I think a lot of times people might feel a certain way but then actually taking action. Somebody said that, "Hey, empathy is like a baseline now. Like you have to have empathy. It's compassion that means taking action on that empathy." And I feel that compassion from you. So, how would you how will you look back and measure success? Like when you move forward in your career and your work life, um, what what's success going to look like for you? That's an excellent question. And I don't know. Right now, I don't know what I think success looks like. So I know what it doesn't <laughs> look like. Mm. Like I know mm. that I don't, I, I'm not too fond of, you know, how many um, black kids go into architecture school from my program. I mean, that's not a metric that I'll use. Um, you know, how many people like rev post reviews of, you know, TNS studio work. I don't, it's, for me, it's not about numbers per se. Like it's more about if I can shift someone's mindset and I don't know how you measure <laughs> someone's mindset or right. I just want, there, there are two things. I want people to understand that old isn't always bad and new isn't always better. Yeah, that's that's my big thing. Because a lot of times when we design buildings, we want everything new. Like even when we renovate our home, we want something new. But just because it's old doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, if you, if you have an old building and this been standing for 100 years, clearly that thing is, is built to last versus, you know, these new buildings that they're building pretty quickly they're like 30 year building so I mean I could go on forever but I just want people like even at the smallest level when you want to renovate your home I want you to think about like have a sustainable mindset because at at the root of everything I do is sustainability I mean it's it's, it's evident that it's more sustainable to to reuse a building than to you know to build a brand new one so that's that's one of my MOs I mean, and, and another thing, so so one is um, old isn't bad and, and new isn't always good. And then the other thing is that 
design, I, I feel like design is, is not done, you know, in a silo. So I want, you know, students to know, or, you know, anyone that wants to be an architect or a designer to know that you never design alone. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of times we go to school and we're like, I want to be like this famous architect, but no matter what you do, you'll have to talk to someone. You'll have to bounce ideas off of someone, even your client. You'll have to learn the art of negotiation and compromise. So just understanding that working with people is, is necessary and, and actually makes you better. So if I can get people to understand those two things, I guess <laughs> I feel like I will be successful. So a mother, you're an activist, you're a business owner, um, an architect, teacher. There is a lot going on there that's impressive. But it's kind of crazy that you said activist because I that that would never be a word that I would use to describe myself. Really? Yeah. What would you what would you pick? Because I well, and you know, I'm digesting what I read out in social media, but you know, um, to me, you speak up and you speak in. You speak to people, and you, like you said, you help shift mindsets. But you know you're probably looking at maybe a small group that you're influencing and maybe to you, that's not activism. I don't know. Well, I think what's crazy is that even though I said I wouldn't call myself an activist, I literally posted something like on our business Instagram page was saying, you know, activism may look like mentorship or volunteering. Mm. And I was just like, Taylor, that was such a hypocritical way to say, (laughs) like either you're an activist or you're not like mentoring is activism. I, I get that. But I don't know why I shy away from activists because I feel like activist means like that's all I do. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I get it. And whether it's the right word or not, you know, you're out there making a difference. You're taking action. So this is your opportunity to share some advice with other professionals out there. What's some of the best advice that you've ever received or given? So I had struggled with like the ARE stuff and taking exams, like the licensure, all of that. And like, I struggled so bad that it was like literally stressing me out. So the, like the one piece of advice I got that like really changed my whole perspective was when someone told me that failure isn't a person, it's an event. So I guess this is (laughs) what I'm putting into the atmosphere right now for anyone that's just like stressed out because of anything or feels like they're not doing enough or or that even labeled themselves a failure because they can't get it right failure is something that happens and it's not a person so just Mm. just chalk it up as an event um that just just didn't go the way you planned and keep it moving so like when I had when I heard that I was like wow so I can never be a failure (laughs) because it's not a person it's just something that happened so Taylor, this is great advice. I think you're speaking right to the hearts of so many people. Okay, fun question. Did you set a New Year's resolution? Just curious. Um, my New Year's resolution was no more shopping. Like I would not like spend money on myself for the entire 12 months. Oh my gosh. I already had to amend it. Yeah, when I told everybody that, they're like, oh, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> good luck with that. And... Yeah, January. I think January fourth. I had to be like, okay, yeah, I was, I was tripping. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the spirit of that idea—did it come from the you know 
old isn't always bad, new isn't always good kind of mindset. And it's funny that you asked that because my amended uh, resolution is to only shop at, at the thrift store. So I've been finding some super cool stuff, but I think that was half of the spirit of it. And then other half is just, you know, being in quarantine for so long, I've just realized I've done a lot of mindless shopping because I, I mean, I have things and I'm like, why did I even buy this? So, mm. but yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Instagram feed, some of those videos, man, they just, they get me. I know. It's like. <laughs> the ads it's like how do you know that i was even thinking that like i didn't even say it out <laughs> loud so so yeah it's funny thank you taylor for inspiring us to go a step beyond empathy and take action whether you call yourself an activist or not let's not sit back and wait for the world we want to see let's build it If you enjoyed today's episode, we would really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. To discover more design stories, visit us at OFS.com backslash imagine a place. From OFS, I'm Doug Shapiro, and you've been listening to Imagine a Place.